Welcome to the Words in Season podcast. My name is Kara Marie Morris, and this is episode six of What Does the Message That Jesus Had for the Seven Churches of Revelation? What does it mean? And what does it mean to me? How can I apply it to my life today? I want my attitude, my actions, my thoughts. As a born again Christian, I want his ideas of what life should be like to be my idea, to be my action, to be what my words would be. So I want to look from Genesis to Revelations. That means even the book of Revelation. Some people have portrayed it as a scary book or a book is only for people when they get to a certain spiritual level, then you're ready to study the book of Revelations. But no, as we've looked at in Revelations 1-3, that it says, blessed are those who read these prophecies and blessed are those who hear them. So even as we read these together and as you're hearing them, you are blessed because the time is near. So we're gonna look at the sixth church, the Church of Philadelphia, and what was the message that Jesus had for the Church of Philadelphia, and what that has to do with me and you today. So thank you for tuning into the Words and Season podcast. You can find more episodes on Instagram, Facebook, on YouTube, on Anchor FM, Spotify, and also on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to share it on your social media, and remember that every time that you tune in, because the Anchor is the Word of God, because the words come from Jesus, from the Father, and by the Holy Spirit, that Jesus has a word in season for you. So I want to start with our foundational scripture, Ephesians 4, starting in verse 22, saying that you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your mind. Be new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's such good news to me that now I have an option. I can think, I can act, I can talk, I can live like he wants me to live because he empowers me to live that way. That means that every thought that comes to my mind, I know now that it's not from me. I know that there are thoughts that are not from me. There's thoughts that come from the world. There's thoughts that come from him by the spirit and by his word. That's how I know. Is this an old, old man thinking? of death, destruction, fear, anxiety, or is it part of the new man? Peace, joy, rest. Is it something that comes from him? So that now I have a choice in my attitude, in the former way of life, in the old way of thinking based on the world. We're just led by our feelings. I was led by what I felt and if it felt like it was right, then I was justified in it and I just lived that way. And it's a miserable way of living, just living by my feelings. But being able to choose my attitude based on the Word of God, there's so much freedom in that. So I wanted to look at the seven churches in Revelations and understand what was the message that Jesus had to each one of them. I, I The reason why I wanted to start studying the book of Revelations is because in the past I had a wrong view of what it was. I thought it was scary or for those that were super spiritual or it didn't really apply to me. But then as I began to read the Word of God from, from the beginning to the end, I saw that 
God is always speaking and God's word is so fresh and so new every time we open it. So if Jesus was saying something then, he's saying something now and it can apply to the global body. It can apply to the church that was actually during that time thousands of years ago, but it also applies to me personally today. There is a message for me today. So we're looking at the church of Philadelphia. We'll go ahead and start with that. It's uh, Revelations 3 starting in verse 7. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true and who holds the key of David. What he opens no one can shut and what he shuts no one can opens. I know your deeds and see how I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. And I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and you have not denied my name. And I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. Since you have kept my command and endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. Verse 11, Jesus says, I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. And the one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of God. Never again will they leave it. And I will write on them the, the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down from heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So as we are opening this, we are blessed in our ears, the ears of our spirits, they're open to hear what the Lord has for us today. So Jesus is encouraging this church, the church of Philadelphia to hold on to their faith. He's saying, it doesn't matter if it seems impossible, if there is a door that God has opened, no man can shut it. If there is a door that, that God has closed, no man can open it. So Jesus is encouraging them to hold on to their faith and that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus told them, I'm coming soon. So they didn't have to question, is he coming soon? Jesus said it. And we know, like it says in Numbers 23, 19, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a human that he should lie and not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he not act and then does he not speak and then not act? And does he promise and not fulfill? If God said it, he will surely do it. He will bring it to pass. So God's word, it never changes. If Jesus said he's coming soon, we can put our trust in the fact that he's coming soon. What is the definition of soon? It means we may not know the day, we may not know the hour, but we do know that even if we live a hundred years on this earth, our time on earth is so short and so compared to all of eternity that is soon so every time we testify about our jesus how he's our savior how he's our healer how he's our friend how he's a personal god that he comes to commune with us by the by the by the power of the holy spirit we get to come to the father we have access to the father through the name of jesus by the Holy Spirit as, as many times as we talk about our Jesus and we live like Jesus and we care about people in our lives we are testifying that Jesus is coming soon so let's go to Revelations 19:10. Revelations 19:10. it says for the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony is the testimony of Jesus 
It's the testimony of Jesus that is the spirit of prophecy. What is prophecy in this? It is encouragement. It is refreshing and strength to those who hear it. So every time we tell people that Jesus is coming soon, you may feel like a broken record, but that's the enemy. The enemy makes us want to think that our message is an ancient message, that it's a useless and irrelevant message, that it's old fashioned, that it's worn out, and that we've been saying Jesus is coming soon since I was a little kid, but that's the enemy. The enemy wants to talk us out of the prophecy, the spirit of prophecy that is behind the power and the anointing of the message of Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to prophesy. I encourage you to to speak that into existence in your life by encouraging others that Jesus is coming soon. First Thessalonians, let's go there, First Thessalonians 4. So the, the message that Jesus is coming soon, it is for our encouragement to know that this life is not it. This is, there's so much more to life than what our lives look like right now. First Thessalonians 4, Starting in verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the air. And we will meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Nothing in this life on planet earth that we're living currently nothing that we have is going to last forever but we are going to live with him forever that's why he encourages us to to lay up and to store up our treasures in heaven that doesn't mean that you're sending money by paypal or cash app to heaven what it means is we're saving souls we're praying for the lost we're praying for churches to be raised up for missionaries to be sent out that is how we store up our treasures in heaven, making sure that our family is a priority, making sure that we're getting our kids in, in, in a godly environment and teaching them the word of God. That is how we're laying up treasures in heaven, living and leaving a godly legacy for those around us. So 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 18 says, therefore encourage each other with these words that Jesus is coming soon. So then in James 5, James 5, 7 through 9. It says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. And see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. And do not grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. For the judge is standing at the door. But brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed of those who have persevered. And the Lord is full of compassion and he is full of mercy. We count as blessed those who have persevered. As you have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord has brought about. So he's saying to be patient because the Lord's coming is very near, to persevere, to not quit. That's what Jesus was saying to the church of Philadelphia. It may seem impossible, 
it may seem impossible. There's false brethren around you, but he said, I'm going to show, show the world who they truly are. It may seem impossible. It may seem like those doors are closed, but what God has closed, no one can open. And what God has opened, no one can close. So it is not impossible. Whatever the Lord has promised you, because Jesus has promised it, you can see a promise in his word. He is faithful to perform it. So the encouraging message to the church of Philadelphia is that Jesus is coming soon. So 2 Peter 3, he continues to tell. So 2 Peter 3, starting in verse 3, continues to testify that knowing that Jesus is coming soon is an encouraging message to us. That is the encouragement to the church of Philadelphia and it helps me to adjust my attitude. When I know and when I can see that Jesus is coming soon, and when it becomes a revelation in my heart, not just here, but in my heart, it changes my perspective on life. That doesn't matter because it's not gonna last. What are the things that I desire? What are the things that I, I feel like I have to have now? When I know that Jesus is coming soon, it changes what I want and what I need when I truly see him. So. Second Peter continues to, to testify about that starting in verse 3. It says, Above all, you must understand that in the last days, there's going to be scoffers. There's going to be people that say, Y'all have been saying that forever. Y'all have been telling us as Christians that Jesus is coming soon, and yet he has not come. So he's telling us that that's going to happen. And they will be scoffing and following their own evil desires. And they will say, Where is this coming that he promised? Ever since our ancestors died and every everything that goes on since the beginning of creation but they will deliberately forget that long ago by God's word the heavens came into being and that the earth was formed out of water and by water by these waters also the world at that time was deluged and destroyed and by that same word the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and the destruction of the ungodly but do not forget this one thing dear friends that with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day and the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises amen can you say amen to that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And in verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief and the heavens will disappear with the roar and the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. And since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy, godly lives as you look forward. It's not scary for the Christian. It's not bad news for the Christian. It encourages and gives vision to us as believers that we can look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. We are speeding his coming every time that we talk about that Jesus is coming soon. So an example of this that came to my heart is when you're house sitting for someone and they've been gone on a long journey and you want to get the house ready and you want to do it so good and you want to make it so comfortable when they come back. So you stock the fridge, you make sure they have all the things that they want, their air conditioners on nice and cool, if it's hot outside or warm, if it's cold outside and you get their favorite blankets and you get their favorite foods and you just get it ready. You're preparing, preparing the house. And that's what we're doing as the body of Christ. We are preparing the house 
not necessarily a natural building, but the house of God, the body of Christ. God used to live in a tabernacle made by human hands, but he moved out of that tabernacle when Jesus died on the cross, when the veil was torn from top to bottom, and he moved in to the body, to the body of Christ. So we are anticipating him coming soon. We are speeding his coming. And how do we speed his coming? By caring about the lost, by testifying and prophesying. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We start to prophesy over our nation. This nation will be saved. Our family will be saved. These people in my life, they will be saved. This year I expect a harvest. That's how we speed the day of the Lord. So in Revelations 22, in Revelations 22, Jesus is, this is the last book of Revelations. This is the last chapter in the, in the Bible. And Jesus says in verse 7 of Revelations 22, he says, Look, I am coming soon, and blessed is the one who keeps the words of prophecy written in this scroll. And then in verse 12, Look, I am coming soon. And then in verse 20, he says, Yes, I am coming soon. This last chapter. He tells us three different times that I am coming soon. Jesus tells us that he is coming soon. So the heavens are open and we will see our king coming for us. So we don't have to figure out how or when or what. That's not our job. But what we get to do, what we have the privilege of doing, is being able to speak the words of God. And as we speak the words of God, it opens people's heart to him. So the word in season this week, what Jesus was telling the church of Philadelphia, man, it is not impossible. He was encouraging them that what no man can open, I can open. What no man can close, I can close. That all those people that have been talking bad about you, it doesn't matter because it's not eternal. But what we are to do is to speak his word, to prophesy over our family, over our nations, over our things that are going on in our lives we prophesy by speaking the testimony of Jesus in our lives that he is savior that he is healer that he is baptizer in the Holy Spirit that he allows us to be able to speak in tongues a heavenly language to be able to commune personally with the Heavenly Father Jesus is our friend that he gives us a new life so that we can live with him forever Life on earth is not eternal, but life with Jesus Christ is eternal. So just as Jesus was encouraging the church of Philadelphia, I am coming soon, it is the message that motivates, refreshes, strengthens the Christian that I am coming soon. That's what Jesus said. And then we get to do the same to those that are around us, fellow believers. People are going through hard times, Absolutely. You strengthen them, you come alongside them, and you tell them this, the, your testimony of Jesus. You tell them, you testify that Jesus is coming soon. You testify that we have a soon coming King. You testify who Jesus Christ is in your life. And it is the spirit of prophecy that brings rest, refreshing, joy, and strength. So that's the word in season this week. Thank you for tuning in. Remember. Jesus is coming soon and it's good news. It's good news. And remember that Jesus always has a word in season for you. 
when you go to his word. So thank you for tuning into this podcast and remember that as you testify about Jesus, that it is the spirit of prophecy that will strengthen, encourage, and refresh all those around you. Thank you for tuning in and God bless you.